Welcome to another edition of the Hidden Layers podcast, where we talk about all the exciting ways marketing, data, and deep learning are colliding. I hope this finds you all well, wherever you are, whatever you're wearing to work these days. Today, we're bringing you a CPG edition of Hidden Layers with Deepak Jose, the digital transformation leader at Mars, Inc. Deepak leads a strategic revenue management and route to market digital transformation program for Mars Wrigley Food, managing a team of data scientists and business translators. During his career, Deepak has worked for the Coca-Cola Company, Moose Sigma, Asurion, and ABB. Prior to Mars, Deepak was the client engagement leader at Moose Sigma and led a portfolio of Fortune 500 client engagements globally across CPG, retail, tourism, manufacturing, and industry verticals. He was also the senior manager for business planning at Coca-Cola Refreshments. Deepak holds an MBA from George Washington University and a mechanical engineering degree from NIT in India. Welcome, Deepak. Thank you very much, Jeremy. I'm really glad to be here. Thanks for the opportunity. Well, you know, thank you very much again for taking the time out to be with Hidden Layers. I'd like you to tell us a little bit about yourself and your role at Mars, uh, and specifically, what's a business translator? It's a really good question. At Mars, I am part of the Chief Digital Officers Organization, which is a global team with a sole focus on helping Mars move a hundred times faster. Now, as part of the advanced analytics practice, we manage several programs in the area of demand. And I am one of the leaders driving these transformational programs. We are a cross-segment team. By that, what it means, we work globally across our largest segments like Mars Wrigley, which is a chocolate confectionery segment, a pet nutrition, which is the pet food segment, the food segment, and multi-sales, which is our emerging market segment. Now, uh, as part of my role uh, as an advanced analytics practitioner, the easiest way to describe a business translator role is uh, conduit between the leadership teams in the market and the digital transformation of the advanced analytics team. One who can ask the right question to the market to frame the right business problems and using AI and machine learning, how we can solve it. So I would, I would highlight the role of a business translator like that. Great. And so from an analytics perspective, a company like Mars that has all these different lines of products, what data do you have to analyze? And is one of the verticals like pet food versus candy easier from a data perspective or do you do you sort of have the same challenges that most CPG companies have across all your brands where you don't really own the customer, the retail outlets own the customer, et cetera. What kind of data are you looking at to analyze? That's a great question. So to summarize, I think um, as a CPG company, I think compared to uh, the industry in retail, I think we have some challenges in getting the, the easiest data or the best of the data. But being that said, some of the key data sources that we are leveraging are the point of sale data, which comes from sources like Nielsen or IRI, the retailer data sources like EPOS, internal financial data, those sources, the numerator or brand view data sources, which gives you insights about the promo, what is happening in the market. And this is essentially from a brick and mortar standpoint. When we think about e-commerce, some of the sources can vary from a pure play like uh, Amazon or web scraping. So there are 
different different kinds of data sources that we are leveraging to drive some of these programs essentially one way to think about the data between multiple segments in a confectionery segment compared to a pet segment in pet segment we have a higher penetration of our e-commerce business so i think there is a little bit more access to data in the pet segment again the answer varies from a country to country basis as well so but relatively uh, in uh, you can benchmark most of our traditional brick and mortar and uh, an e-commerce business to any other cpg industry industries but one additional area that we are very which we are building is uh, essentially in the area of b2c which is a smaller but emerging capability in some of the larger segments so that is another area where we get a lot of data okay so b2c for you means what uh, it's d2c it's a direct oh sorry d2c yes yes so you're building out d2c with websites and and trying to reach the customers directly so so with one of the things that you just mentioned was that mars is a global company of course it is and you also mentioned that it depends on the country markets are different so from a data perspective are there any countries where you're able you feel you're able to do more analytics you're able to understand the customer better than in other countries so i think traditionally the markets like us uk or canada we have a very strong and it's it's very data rich i would i would say compared to the rest of the world now if you think about the the kind of customers that we have so between a modern trade and traditional trade especially in the modern trade with large customers we have strong data if you think about markets like russia or australia or germany i mean we have still a significant modern trade there so think about the retailers like a magnet or x5 in russia or uh, calls and woolworth in australia so those markets uh, we have a lot of data availability and quality that we get but when we go to a relatively smaller market where the presence of uh, traditional trade is significantly higher that's when we have some challenges one of the best uh, example uh, that i can highlight is in china when we, when we come to the brick and mortar side of the business i think we have data challenges but whereas in china when it comes to uh, e-commerce or i think we have tremendous data as well now data challenges have never been a, uh, i mean i wouldn't put it as the top of the challenges for mars to drive digital transformation i think whenever the market really wants to drive data driven decision making i mean they we are able to leverage one data or the another from either our retail partners or from our internal systems or a third party source as well so i i think uh, from a cpg standpoint to drive the right level of transformation and answering the business questions i think we have uh, quite a good amount of data speaking of transformation in february this year your ceo grant reed spoke about the importance of transformation for your business saying that if you're not changing you're dying can you speak a little bit more about this and where you're focusing a lot of your innovation inside of mars and where you think the cpg brands out there should really be going that's a great question see the the word innovation and the ability to change i mean it is defined for division segments slightly differently and i want to give my take on this aspect 
Now, one of the most important aspect that we bring to the table as an advanced analytics practice at Mars is the ability to experiment and experiment fast and cheap and uh, do experiments at scale. We leverage something called Mars Digital Engine as part of this process. Now, what is Mars Digital Engine? Mars Digital Engine has four key areas. One is find, second one is solve, third one is deliver, and the last one is automate. Now, find means working with the market leadership, the business units to identify the right problem uh, before solving the problem, right? Leveraging design thinking sessions or user centricity principles, find the right set of problems. Now, the second aspect is solving that is using data and AI, uh, machine learning capabilities, find the right solution, delivering it to Agile principles, which is very important for us, especially in, in, in as an advanced analytics practitioner. Traditionally, we need to educate our stakeholders or the business teams on moving away from a waterfall kind of an approach to a, an agile approach, which is essentially don't expect a Ferrari after 12 weeks. We are not going to get one. You might get a skateboard if you want to move from one point a to another point b so that is very important for us and the last aspect is on automation uh, which is going to unlock a lot of manpower so this mars digital engine is helping us move with 100 times speed and more importantly it is helping us build a learning organization internally which is more uh, open to experimentation now that experimentation how it has translated for us Broadly within Mars Digital, we have done more than 300 different MVPs. These are short experiments that we have done in the last few years. And the change in mindset is that all the experiments might not be successful at the same time, but over a period of time, there are a lot of successful experiments, which is then when we select and we decide to scale those experiments globally across segments and across markets. So that's the way of thinking that the Mars leadership has been able to build specifically digital. And that is how we are driving innovation in, in the specific case for uh, leveraging advanced analytics. Well, so, okay. So let's talk about these. You've done 300 MVPs. What, what does that, what does that exactly mean for Mars? Is it, I'm trying to automate the manufacturing of the Mars bar. Is it how to ensure productivity? You know, where, where are you? Can you have, can you give us some examples of some of these MVPs that have worked, let's say, and maybe some that have not? Absolutely. Absolutely. So let me highlight a few examples in the area of revenue management. Revenue management, it essentially includes strategic pricing, promotion, ROI, trade architecture and portfolio simplification, portfolio mix. So that is, that, that is the revenue management area. So a, a potential problem in, in this area would be, see Mars as a company, we are spending billions of dollars in trade promotion in the CPG industry. Now let's select one specific market. Say for example, US for our chocolate segment. There also we are spending billions of dollars in, in trade. Are we spending the right amount of trade with the right uh, customer and when we are spending offers are these offers driving value not only for mars is it driving value for our customer is it value driving value for our category and uh, is consumer taking it in the right way so that that is a 
one simple business problem are we driving the right kind of promotion that is an example of an mvp now uh, how a, a minimum viable product is defined we it is very clear for us this initiative is not going to be more than 12 weeks it can vary from 6 to 12 weeks and how can we move really fast on this so we define the scope in such a way that we select a specific category select a kind of promotion with a specific list of customers and do an experimentation so that is the way we think about experiment so now if even if i think about revenue management in one country we have probably close to um, top 100 customers there are a lot of mvps that we can do and a lot of business questions that we can answer now especially in the area of revenue management that we have seen this is one of the successful mvps in the area of trade promotion what we have seen we were able to improve the trade promotion spend and its efficiency and effectiveness over a period of time and it is uh, and one important thing for mvp we are just not doing mvp for the sake of it there is a clear dollar value that we are going after if there is no value that we can drive from and the kpis can vary one of the kpis can be gross profit improvement other it can otherwise it can be revenue growth uh, we have a clear value articulation as well there is no value we go to the next mvp so this is one of the examples where we have been very successful and we were able we are able to scale it to not one market but multiple markets across multiple segments uh, across marshly the chocolate confectionery pet nutrition which is the the pet food segment and the food and multisig segment as well. so mars also leverages ai for a vast array of innovations ranging from machinery in the factories to the different products produced for the animals can you tell us a little bit about the impact that ai has had on what you're doing on a regular basis it's it's a great question the best way to think about see i mentioned about the mars digital engine right i think the key message that i want to give especially where mars is doing very differently is we have a business problem first strategy so even if we have a great product or a mvp that we have developed in one market we don't want to go to each market just to implement it so we we might have a hammer that does not mean that we might have to hit the nail everywhere right like that is the analogy i would use so for us business problem comes first then the solution for it we call it the business led and digital enabled strategy so unless until there is a clear understanding of a business problem we don't uh, generally try to uh, implement a solution now uh, let me let me put that out there so the finding the business problem identification is very important for us now when it comes to it comes to scale we have identified multiple business problems so if i focused on the demand area uh there are more, close to 50 different business problems that we are solving so for example in pricing how can we do the right price diagnostics the, the price elasticity studies how can we do the simulations or how can we create the right storytelling for the customers and consumers these are some of the examples so very similarly in each area revenue management or route to market optimization which is about improving the field sales roi improving the marketing capability or the marketing spend optimization building the e-commerce capability there are similar similar problems and for each of the problems we build a solution which is essentially ai driven and uh, depending on 
a similar solution or a question comes in a different market, we leverage it. What we are trying to do is to create assets in the leveraging advanced analytics, which are reusable so that you don't have to start from, I mean, step zero uh, when we go to a new market solving a similar problem. So that is one way we think about it. Great. So do you think that the CP, in your experience, in your experience, do you feel that the CPG market in general has a lot to learn about AI and machine learning? Or is the industry outpacing others? That's a great question. So moving back to the CPG industry from a more of a consulting, as a analytics consulting practitioner, I think there is, if you look at the analytics maturity, I think that the financial services or retail is relatively way ahead compared to the CPG industry. I think one of the main reasons being availability of the data and more importantly, the kind of business problems they were able to solve using AI and machine learning. Okay. Now, if you look at the CPG industry, uh, I think we are starting to leverage compared to other industries. We are uh, building a lot more use cases now in leveraging AI and machine learning, but there is a lot of opportunity for us to learn. But again, I want to bring back this idea, right? Like every business problem that we are trying to solve, there is a equation between the risk uh, and the return that we can give. And in CPG, there is an acceleration uh, in the belief of the value of AI and machine learning. Now, if you think about the post-COVID scenario, the, our customers and our uh, consumers are changing drastically. The consumer preferences are changing. The channel mix is shifting. People are going to convenience stores less, and they are going to more large stores to reduce the, the frequency of visits. You will also see an acceleration in e-commerce. So there are many, many use cases which is coming to the CPG industry in a much accelerated fashion to solve for it. So I think uh, to summarize my response, I think uh, it's a, there is a lot of path that we need to cover, especially in the CPG industry. Do you see, for CPG, do you see the new data products from IRI and Nielsen, the ability to get more of a one-to-one view of what consumers are doing. Are you guys integrating that kind of data into modeling? What are you doing with the the, the all-important sort of POS and loyalty member data that you can now get? That's a great, great question. So when we talk about solving an advanced analytics problem, we talk about in three different layers. One is the data engineering layer. Second one is the data modeling uh, layer, which is essentially what kind of analytics models that we can deliver. And the last aspect is the, the business translator or the insights layer. Now from a, and I, I think the capability that we see from a Nielsen or IRI, it can, it can vary. So essentially from a data provider standpoint, we leverage all of these sources in not one multiple and many markets. Now, Specifically at Mars, one of the strategy that we have uh, adopted is we want to have owned the intellectual property of the capability that we are uh, building. By that, what it means, we would love to have a white box model rather than a black box model, which is not explainable. So that and our belief system is that that is going to give Mars a significant competitive advantage 
short term and long term if if this capability is built in house now so that is the approach that we take in case of any products as per well. now if data engineer harmonization unless until there is a clear way we can explain how this is uh, getting ingested or harmonized or how the models are built we we sometimes try to uh, stay away from a black box solution now the advantage of doing a white box solution we have built capabilities something like in strategic pricing we might have uh, we have taken several pricing actions in 2020 based on our analytics done in 2019 now if it was a black box solution it would have been very difficult for us to explain in 2020 what was the real impact of the pricing action compared to what happened because of covid or various other factors like competitor etc now because of this white box solution we are able to add feature engineering we can explain what is happening in the market very clearly so i strongly believe and that is our mars digital advanced analytics strategy as well to build a white box solution owning the intellectual property at the same collaborating with all of these partners i think we have we are learning from a lot of industry practitioners our analytics partners and the ecosystem to build these capabilities to close out i think your boss sandeep dalani the chief digital officer i was watching one of his videos and he referred to mars employees as martians i would love to hear what it's like to be a martian and and what that has what how, how that you know affects your day to day life as a uh, deepak jose great question so sandeep is a great leader and he is bringing a unique culture within mars which is all about experimentation building a learning company and more importantly associates who adhere to innovation and continuous improvement so from that standpoint we have a great culture so this is something that we tell what does what does mars digital bring to the table now we call it as the digital armor so the easiest way to explain it is if there is a sales associate we are not going to replace the sales associate with an algorithm or a solution we are going to build an iron man suit which is going to be the digital armor which is going to equip the sales team to do their job much faster and more effective way that's the way we think about uh, building the capability now something which is unique that i have seen is i want to come back to the point of experimentation again the mvp approach the more we do experiments the more we test and learn we are seeing we are able to influence the organization internally to influence our organization it's a combination of people process and technology and platform across all the pillars we are able to make movement so that is something which we are very proud of and in a closing comment that i would say one of my personal belief also i think uh, you might have heard uh, this coming from uh, mother teresa see not everybody can do great things but all of us can do uh, small things with great love and the way i make it to practice here is essentially through the mvps do something small and the combination of these small things it is going to transform the organization digitally wonderful well that's all the time we have today on this edition of hidden layers thank you so much deepak jose digital transformation lead for mars incorporated really really appreciated you having you right, let me finish let me redo that well that's all the time we have for this edition of hidden layers 
Thank you so much, Deepak Joe's Digital Transformation Lead for Mars Inc. On coming on the show and letting us know about the insides of the candy maker. I know Mars does more than candy, but you know, Mars bars and Snickers and things like that. That's what I always think of. So thank you very much for giving us an internal view of what's going on with the changes at Mars. Really appreciate your time and thank you all for listening. Thanks, Jeremy.